In today's Prep Rally podcast, we will recap state championship football games played last weekend at War Memorial Stadium in Little Rock, and we'll also preview a ton of basketball tournaments going on this weekend all across northwest Arkansas and the River Valley. It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. All right, all right. It is a Wednesday afternoon. I checked the temperature. It's about 55 degrees. It's a beautiful day to be indoors. Got a little rainy, got a little rain coming in. I'm Chip Souza, joined by Henry Apple, Ricky Fires, and Leland Barclay, and we are bringing it into you today. Ricky, we're bringing it in low and hard, just like a right-handed pitcher facing a right-handed batter. You know what? And and I kind of I really like this time of year. I love the championship get, games. We're follow, we're finishing up there, transitioning to basketball. I really wasn't ready yet. I love to finish football, but man, I saw some great uh, games. Uh, uh, last week or two, so I'm ready to do some basketball talk as well. Good. So before we get into basketball, Leland, you and I will talk about a little football. We were at football last weekend uh, down in Little Rock, and you were there on uh, Friday. In fact, you went down on Thursday. You covered the eight-man state championship game, Izzard County, in its first year, right? As it, In its first year as, a, as an eight-man team, is that right? Won yes. the eight-man state championship uh, over, I can't remember who they played, Rector. Rector. Tell me a little bit about the eight-man game. It was a battle of the Cougars. Ah. Both teams are Cougars. Uh, you know, the field's still 100 feet or 100 yards long. It is a little uh, not quite as wide, but it's still – it's it's a little more open uh, brand of uh, style of football. But uh, Izzard County, in their first year of organized football – in fact, they've only had a stadium three months – so they kind of went from deciding that they wanted to play football uh, in the eight-man division, building a, hired a coach, and built a stadium all within, well, one calendar year. That's fantastic. And, and winning a championship. So hey, Leland, it was uh, uh, I know where Rector's at uh, up there in extreme northeast Arkansas. Where's Izzard County? Where's that um, located at? It's – it's a combination of, gosh, I put it in my uh, uh, notebook. It's a consolidated school, um, and I don't really know where it's at. It's kind of like, con- like Johnson County Westside. Johnson County Westside is a consolidated school of Cole Hill and I don't you remember might, which. Hartman, 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 and, Hartman and Cole Hartman Hill. Hartman and Cole Hill, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Violet Hill, you may know, you may be familiar with Violet Hill from basketball. Okay. But that was one of the schools that, uh, you know, was consolidated and formed, uh, I think, in 1985. Okay. Well, now, now, I heard that they play, Izzard County uh, has played basketball with a lot of good basketball. Yes. They probably got enough athletes to say, hey, these kids want to play some football as well. So, yeah. good for them. I love seeing that. Yeah, fantastic. So, well, and they had, they had 13 seniors on the team. Well, that's so, that, you yeah. know, that, that was a lot of kids, you know, that yeah. decided to come out. Now, the MVP, uh, Hector Cruz, was actually a receiver at Melbourne last year and caught 51 passes, including six touchdown passes for Melbourne, and, and transferred, moved to Izzard County to play football his senior year there and was the MVP of the state championship game. Wow. He was wow. in on 24 tackles, uh, wow. scored three touchdowns and had three two-point conversions wow so it was um that was that was thursday night and that kind of kicked off really 
technically it was the biggest week in the Arkan in the history of Arkansas high school That's football correct. because there were five state championship games. Yep. And then you throw in four semifinals in four A and three A on Friday mm -hmm. night. It was it was a huge week. Huge week. Weekend. Uh, so that was played on Thursday on Friday uh, afternoon. The two A state championship game was played. That was Hazen and Carlisle, two towns that are really really close together. They're in the same conference. Uh, tell you what, Leland, this one's no contest. Hazen won this one going away. You know, it was funny. All week, I thought that that game might be – well, I thought that game would be the best game of all five of the state championship games because of, you know, kind of how the first one went. Uh, Luke King, a, a quarterback for Hazen, four-year starter, thrown for over 7,000 yards in his career. And then Carlisle with Josh Sullivan, who – Holds the, he scored 44 rushing touchdowns during the season, which which is a single season Correct. state record. record yep. And I just thought it would be a a great blend of styles going back and forth. Uh, but I tell you, I was real impressed with Hazen's front three defensively. They uh, they controlled the game, and it was 44 to six Hazen. Yeah, they just absolutely dominated. Uh, the 7A state championship game was played Friday evening. That was Bryant. Uh, four-time defending state champion coming into the game against Bentonville, a team that was making its first Henry State title game appearance since 2017. Correct. Uh, and I tell you what, Leland, I have seen a lot of great defense played over the years, and I tell you what, I think Bryant's defense would rank right up there with any I think I've ever seen. I think that uh, I think that's a, a true, uh, a safe statement to make. You know, Bentonville ended up with 216 yards of offense, but had to and and had to punt seven yeah. times. Wow. Yeah. And and I think the big question now is, you know, we we're kind of on the opposite end of it over here now cuz you know, at one point the West was just dominating the state's largest classification and really for the longest time a big part of that span we were wondering if it, it was kind of a question of whether the West was going to get three teams in the semifinals or all four. Right. Not not if they were going to win the championship, but if the Central was even going to be able to get a team in the semifinals. And, man, it has flipped completely now, and we're sitting here, you know, because they thought for a long time, when's it going to end? How yeah. does anybody from the Central ever beat the West? Now we're sitting here thinking, gosh, who's who's going to beat Bryant? Who's beat the Central? Uh, that game opened with Bentonville recovering a backward pass. Uh, Bryant tried a backward pass uh, that sailed over, over the intended receiver's head uh, toward the end zone, and Logan Robertson recovered for Bentonville for a touchdown, put him up 7 nothing. Uh, Bentonville kicks off to Bryant. They pin them deep. Bentonville gets a really short punt. They're at the 50. They get nothing. They punt it back to Bryant. Bryant punts it again, another short punt. Bentonville gets it to 50, nothing. Bentonville punts it back, another another. They hold Bryant down again. They get the ball back at the 50. Nothing. I mean, just, you know, Bent, Bryant just said, you are yeah. not you are not going to move us. And uh, I'm, like I said, I, I've seen a lot of defensive performances, uh, and that's was the determining factor in that game was Bryant's defense. Just They, they did not allow anything. Man, that's, that's impressive, especially if you got somebody like Josh Ficklin in the, in the backfield. Completely neutralized him. Yes. Completely neutralized wow. him. Um, so that was that game. Uh, that moved us to Saturday, the noon game. Shiloh Christian uh, making its first uh, state title game appearance as a Class 5A school moving up from 4A because of the competitive equity factor against Little Rock Parkview, a team coming from 6A. 
down to 5A because of enrollment. Um, and maybe maybe did PA and, and Little Rock Christian move into 6A bump bump them down? No, no there was no that? bumping down. You, what you did, you put all the public schools in the classification first. Gotcha. Then you added the private schools. So they were coming down no matter what. Right. Uh, loaded talent. Brad Bolding uh, has done a great job. He was a, you know, Bolding was a longtime assistant coach. He was at Greenwood. He was at Rogers. Uh, he was the head coach at North Little Rock. Uh, now he's at uh, at Parkview, and I tell you what, Leland, he's got some great athletes over there. He has. Um, I think it's safe to say that he has that train rolling. Yeah, yeah. He and his brother Bobby Bolding uh, did a great job this year at Parkview. Uh, the difference in that game, Leland, a pick six for Parkview uh, for a touchdown and a fumble on a kickoff that Parkview also converted into a touchdown. That 14-point swing was big in a 31-21 part view win. Absolutely. Two turnovers. Uh, you know, the first one, I think Shiloh Christian was close to and could have overcome the first one. Uh, it was early, even though it was a pick six, and those are hard to overcome. I think Shiloh Christian was was able to or was about to. Uh, the second one was just uh, too much against yeah. a very, very good. And, you know, we talked about – defense on Friday night with with Bryant Parkview's defense was very good as well. They were well. very good. They were very good. They were able to neutralize uh the running game of Eli Wisdom. He did pass for a couple hundred yards uh but the run game they took him completely out of the run game. Now Bo Williams did have 115 yards rushing for Shiloh, but they were not able to really uh sustain you know, those explosive plays that they've been noted for. Um, and that was that was the big difference in now, that. That, game. that was the, the previous game. That's when Eli ran for like two hundred and two forty, two forty, and he, uh, how much he have in that game? Uh, what twenty seven? Twenty seven? I think Leland something like that. Wow, it that's saying a lot. Many. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. What happened in this game is uh, uh, Parkview got the ball to start the third quarter, went down, drove down, and scored uh, on the ensuing kickoff. They get a fumble, and on the next play they scored again. So that 14 points in yeah. 21 seconds was was big uh, in that game. That gets us to the 6A championship game, the the game that everybody knew was going to be a rematch uh, way back when. Part view, I'm sorry, uh, PA, Plasky Academy, uh, against Greenwood. Um, and it was, Leland, sounds like it was a great game. 42-35, PA gets the revenge in this one. Absolutely. You know, we knew this game was going to be – I thought much different than the first one. Both starting quarterbacks went out of that game, and it was really just a kind of an odd game. It was a low-scoring game by Greenwood and PA standards. That one was 33 to 23. Uh, but Greenwood had to win, had to score 17 unanswered points in the fourth quarter to win that one. And this time they just uh, they they couldn't come back. It's 28-28 with about five minutes left. Pulaski Academy had the ball on Greenwood's 32, fourth and eight. They throw a pretty much a, a Hail Mary, kind of a, a jump ball into the end zone. Pass interference on Greenwood, moves the ball to the 17, first down. They score on the next play, and that was really the, the kind of the turning point in that game. I tell you what, with, uh, with PA, uh, Rick, in 6A, uh, a much improved Catholic program in 6A. Uh, Benton, you know, uh, with Brad Harris there, Benton's going to always be good. Lake Hamilton's a factor. Um, you know, 6A football, to me, is the be it's, it's the best football in the state right now. Leland, would you agree? 
It, it yes, um, you know, especially at the top, like you said, yeah. those teams. And I tell you, the one team that you didn't mention in that, uh, mainly because of not mainly because of, but but primarily because of one player, Little Rock Christian is going to be a factor the next three years uh, with Walker White. Yeah, he may he may be the best junior quarterback. We saw in him the get Shiloh. Yes, yeah. excellent. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he may be the best quarterback in the state next year, um, you know, because, well, Alabama obviously thinks he's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I'm Northwest Arkansas. I love to see these teams win. But the names we're talking about, Parkview, Bryant, PA, Catholic, Little Rock Christian, I'm glad that Central Arkansas, because I hear for years, maybe four or five years ago, Razorback, there were some Razorbacks say, oh, my God, we can't get anybody to uh, – uh, football in Little Rock it stinks. It's our biggest metropolitan area. They're not helping our program. You know, by God, they are now. And so Arkansas is up to the Arkansas coaches, Arkansas State, UCA. Go get some of these kids. Don't let them slip out and go other places. So I'm glad to see Little Rock, uh, that central Arkansas area, is back. Me too. Football in this state can, is only going to be good when Little Rock area football Absolutely. is good. And it makes yes. when Central was very good. Yep. Uh, they were sending guys up here to play for the Hogs. Um, you know, we need we need Central teams to be good. We need Bryant to be good. We need yep. we need Benton to be good. We need Central to be good. We need Parkview to be good. We need you know, we need Southwest to come on and be good. Yep. Um, and that makes football in the state on the whole. Yeah, and just Better. not for Arkansas, you know, uh, uh, Arkansas State, go to um, Southern Arkansas. Keep these kids here. So uh, these coaches doing a great job, new facilities, uh, uh, co coaching them up. Now let's keep some of these Arkansas kids here. Now a great win, and Ricky, I'm going to go back to this, Leland, and uh, you were there. Uh, no, I'm sorry, you were not there Friday night. You were over covering, and we'll talk about this in a minute. Leland was uh, at Ryzen covering Charleston against Ryzen that night. But uh, one thing I, I came away with with a very sour taste in my mouth about Friday night, Bryant going for two-point conversion and kicking an onside kick against Bentonville ahead by four touchdowns late in the game. I, I, don't, I think that was a, a, it, there's no other way to put it. That's a kind of a classless move, Leland. I agree. It's uh, uh, an old baseball term would be I thought it was Bush League, yeah. uh, especially the fact that it was a fake extra point yep. attempt a fake to extra, get the two yes. points because – Really, I mean, what's another point? Thirty-five to seven or thirty-six to seven? Yep. You know, and yep. then, and then, and I don't know if it was really a squib kick or an onside kick on the ensuing kickoff. Um, you know, that might be debatable there, but uh, you're right. I, I didn't see the point in that. Now I am old. Um, you know, but it's it's one of those things that we just uh, you know. We don't care for this day and age. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's, um, I think there are times where teams can take a knee and take a victory. Um, I, in my opinion, it tarnishes Bryant's record fifth or whatever fifth record tying fifth consecutive state championship. They had dominated on the field. There was no question they had dominated on field. There was nothing left to prove there at the end of the game. You'd already proved it convincingly the entire game. I don't understand the reason to do that. There's no explanation that's going to make me understand it. If you score a 36-point hinder, does that get you a higher position in the USA Today poll at the end? I mean, what's the, what's the point of that extra, of that extra one point I, I, other than rubbing you know, somebody's nose in it? All I can say about this, you know, things like that, it'll come around and bite you 
It, eventually. Karma so, can't, yeah, yeah, karma, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so anyway, that was the only thing from the weekend. I thought the AAA did a great job uh, hosting uh, the, you know, the state and doing that again. And, uh, you know, War Memorial is a great place to play. I told Leland, I don't know when the last time, and it, I, I thought it might have been 20 years ago, uh, that I covered a noon game at War Memorial with the bright sunshine and everything. What a beautiful stadium and a beautiful setting and a backdrop at War Memorial, seeing downtown Little Rock and all that. That's It's absolutely the greatest place to play uh, the state championship games, and I, I loved it, and they did a great job with that. Um, and so that was weekend one. Now, let's set the stage, Ricky, for weekend two. That's this weekend. We have the 4A championship game going on. That's going to be the noon game on Saturday. And then we have the game that we have also all been waiting for since conference realignment was announced when they put Boonville and Charleston in the 3A1. And you look at that conference, it already had Charleston in it and, you know, some pretty good teams. And you add Boonville, which made it a super conference. And now these two teams are playing on Saturday night at 630 for the 3A state championship game. I say something I don't say very often. A lot of people, thank you, Arkansas Activities Association. Uh, you know, the first time they played it, you know, you had to kind of put an asterisk in it because uh, suspensions. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah sus- suspension and everything. But both teams are going to be at full strength. Dax Golf's going to be back. Uh, um, I think it's just going to be a tremendous game. Like you said, we look forward to that game when they first played, got in the same conference six, seven months ago. And now to have them in the championship game here in the middle of December, what a fantastic treat for the fan. Like you say, get down there. Uh, to Little Rock and, and watch this game. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. Such great storylines in this game. You have Ricky May, the coach at Charleston, is yeah. a graduate of Boonville. Yep. Doc Crowley, the coach at Boonville, is a graduate of Charleston. Uh, two teams that you cannot spell tradition without Boonville and Charleston both in this school, state. Both small school powers. Even and re- How far apart are they, 12 miles? 12 miles, 15 miles, something like that. Uh, you know, it's just uh, I told some I told the people today at our Hogs Illustrated Sports Club luncheon, the last person to leave these towns on Saturday afternoon headed to Little <laughs> Rock needs to hit the light switch because nobody's going to be yeah. nobody's going to be left at home Saturday night for, for when these two teams go at it. No, this is the game that uh, you know I refuse to to get excited about this possibility. Um, you know, naturally being from this area, you know, we were kind of rooting for it, but we also knew that they would both probably have to go on the road in the semifinals. Uh, we knew that Boonville would have to go on the road, uh, for three straight weeks in the playoffs, which is never an easy place to, to, to go on the playoffs. Uh, so we knew there were both teams had long roads, uh, to get there because Charleston, we knew when they won the won the conference and, and they were the top seed that they were going to have the toughest draw as far as the opponents. But we also knew that Boonville was going to have a tough draw because they were going to have to go on the road right. and, and work their way uh, to Little Rock. And sure enough, they had to go almost to Louisiana, um, you know, uh, the second round of the playoffs. And then they had to go almost to Missouri in the next round of the playoffs. So, uh, but both of them survived it. Uh, and actually Charleston probably thrived in it because they only gave up, the, the varsity didn't give up a touchdown in the quarterfinals or the semifinals. And for them to go on the road at Ryzen and hand Ryzen yes. 
their first shutout at home since 1998. Yeah. They also were able to record a road semifinal shutout, which was the first time that has been done in the state since 2009. I mean, wow. semifinal road shutouts just don't happen very often. So to do that for the first time since 2009 obviously shows that that Charleston's very good and then Boonville to survive a couple of close games because they had a couple of close ones at Osceola uh, up 21-20 early in the fourth quarter and they were able to win that one 35-20. Yep. Last week, again, they were up by two scores, but Melbourne scored with a minute and five seconds left and then recovered an onside kick. So Boonville's defense, which had kind of been gutted, 446 yards passing by Melbourne to uh, to hold them off there at the end. Uh, you know, both teams certainly have earned their way to, uh, to War Memorial Stadium. And you're right, there won't be anybody left in Charleston or Boonville on Friday or Saturday night. There will not. So that, and we'll be back, of course, next week to talk about that. We'll re recap that. Leland will be down there at War Memorial again this weekend uh, to cover both the 4A and the 3A state championship games. So it should be some great games to close out the high school football season. Boonville and Charleston playing the last game of the football season, Ricky, for us. And uh, I cannot think of two teams I would rather have duking it out in the final game of the season than those two teams. And this is going to be the last game I for uh, Brandon Scott – yeah. senior yeah. and what a career that kid has had you know all state basketball all state football i'm sure he's going to play in college somewhere and uh man that's worth just watching him but you know what if you don't have a rooting rooting interest some of you people just focus on a college watch this kid play. it kind of mirror, mirrors a little bit ty story how ty story did yeah. and then went on and played at arkansas and then arkansas boot him out he goes western kentucky comes back and beat arkansas on the home <laughs> field there so you i go. love that kind of stuff so there you go brandon scott all those uh, great seniors so what a fantastic uh, finish to a great uh, year in high school football. Absolutely. So let's talk a little basketball now. Henry, our basketball grand poobah of basketball. Oh, grand what? Yeah, the grand oh. poobah. You didn't ever watch the Flintstones? They had the grand poobah, oh, yeah, the water buffalo yeah, yeah. Yeah, club. Uh, so we got some big tournaments going on this weekend, Henry. We'll start, we'll start with the ones going on up here, and then I'll kick it over to Leland here in just a little bit and talk about the Tournament of Champions down in Fort Smith. Yeah, we'll start it off with a – it's not really a tournament, but a classic. Yeah. I mean, you want to see some great girls basketball. Oh, man, yeah. Come to Bentonville for the next three days. Yeah. When you have on one side, you've got Fayetteville, Bentonville, and Springdale Harbor. On the other side, you have Greenwood, you have North Little Rock, two – defending state champions, yep. and then you bring in Tulsa Union, yeah. and they'll play against wow. each other for three straight days. That's going to be mighty fine. Yeah, some good basketball there at Tiger Arena at Bentonville yeah. starting Thursday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Henry, Thursday, Friday games are 4, 5, 30? They will start at 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock, 6, 30, 30 and 8, 8 o'clock at, at Tiger Arena in Bentonville. You want to catch any of those three yeah. games. Any of those, and so that's Friday and Saturday times, and then Sa I'm sorry, Thursday and Friday times, and then the Saturday times. Are Saturday moves up a little bit. They go to eleven o'clock, twelve thirty, no, ten o'clock, eleven thirty, and one o'clock. I one do believe. Now they're going to play those games in the East Auxiliary Gym because okay. there is a something else scheduled in Tiger Arena Saturday, so okay. they're going to move them over there. Okay. So we have that. We also have. 
Rumble on the Ridge oh, and P Ridge man. and yeah. Blackhawk Arena, when you start talking County Line, P Ridge, Bergman, Providence Academy, this is going to be also four good days of basketball. Leland County right. Line boys are what's their record now? Do you? Fifteen and zero. Fifteen and zero. Oh, wow. Bergman Joe, boys. Henry. Joe, Thirteen and three. Thirteen and three. Wow. <laughs> Joe Brunson. Joe Brunson just won his five hundredth game at wow. County Line. Wow. You yeah. want to see some great boys? Now that's going to be boys. That's going to be boys. Yeah. So Friday, Saturday, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday on that. Uh, let's see. We have the Cardinal Classic Cardinal at Farmington. Classic. All bo- again, all boys. Again, all boys. You're going to have Huntsville. You're going to have Farmington. And they're going to bring in, like, Benton, Texarkana, Texas. Yep. And uh, Hot Springs Lakeside. Okay. And also the new school will play Saturday afternoon as well. Gotcha, gotcha. So that'll be some great boys games. Uh, Also, uh, on Saturday, Fayetteville's hosting Forest City boys at 2 o'clock on Saturday. I just heard today that the varsity game is going to be moved back to 3 o'clock. Moved back to 3 o'clock. Okay, so we've got that one going on. Now, Got a lot of good girls at Bentonville, boys at Farmington, boys at P. Ridge. Now, Leland, I'm going to kick it over to you. 25th annual Tournament of Champions down at Fort Smith Northside. This is one of the elite girls basketball tournaments in the Southwest region. Talk about that one real quick. Uh, Coach Ricky Smith, you know, when I talked to him last week, one of the things he really emphasized on the Tournament of Champions is he loves to get a – local flavor and then a regional flavor yes uh, they've had teams from la new york in the past but for the most part now it's a regional and he loves to get four local teams four regional type teams in this case uh, there's three out of oklahoma uh, and then one out of uh, missouri so there's actually you know it's actually a four local four out of out of town teams okay uh, and it's always real interesting to see that um, there's only one team out of these eight that did not go to at least the quarterfinals of their respective state tournaments last week or last year. So it's a it's a very, very, very uh, high-quality tournament. Northside defeated Greenwood in the finals last year. Um, so it's a, it's a really good three days of basketball. That'll be Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at Northside High School. The 25th annual tournament, new gym. the new the new yep. arena, yeah. 25th annual tournament champions, always a good deal. You get a chance to see Northside; they're undefeated. They just won a big tournament in Kansas over the weekend. You'll want to go and see Ariana Gooden, who plays for Northside. She is a sophomore. Who Leland? Should I say what Ricky Smith said about her? Sure. Has the chance to be the best guard guard he's ever had. Ricky. Well, that's a mouthful. That's saying a that's whole a lot right there. And let me tell you, in Kansas, she played like it. She had over 20 at all three games in, in oh, Kansas. Wow. He put her in the same sentence as Shanita Arnold. There you go. Wow. There you go. One of the greats. So, and Ricky don't throw – Ricky Smith does not throw accolades out there like that very often unless he unless it's legit. Um, and so that'll be good. Now she'll also uh, that term will also feature Maddie Holt from Bergman will be in it. Wow! Uh, she led them to a three A state championship last year. Lamar will be back. Will be in it. They were the team that Bergman beat in the state championship game last year. They've got everybody back from that team last year for the most part, and that should be 
a that's really a fantastic. It's a lineup. really really good field. Really good field of teams. Yeah, I forgot to mention also at Rogers we've got the Arvest Hoop Fest going that's on right. as well. When you've got Rogers Heritage Russellville. Harrison, Conway, and Lee Summit West out of Missouri. And that's a boys That's a boys, boys tournament, tournament as well. In and you brought up Lamar, which is a very – there is a very intriguing conference game coming up for Lamar Tuesday at its place. You know, I'm not sure what Lamar's record right now is, but they're fixing to run in, into a Dover team that's undefeated oh. uh, with new coach Kristen Williams. He's a homer, Ricky. That's where he went to school. He's <laughs> yeah, a homer. No. Uh, Kristen Williams won a Was state at Harrison. At Harrison. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, and they're 9-0 and right now, and they wow. won the Boonville tournament. So Man, okay. So legit. They're, they're legit. Yep. They're legit. So that should be a good one. So that's what's going on with basketball, and we'll be back. Now, what we're going to do with our podcast, we will be back next week, and we'll have Leland back, and we'll talk about the state football championship games that he's at, and we'll recap these boys' and girls' basketball tournaments in the region. So we'll have a podcast next week, and then we'll take three weeks off. Leland, we'll take three weeks off during the holidays, and we'll come back the first week of January, and we'll we'll start talking about wall-to-wall basketball. When we come back, high school uh, conference play will be underway for 6A, for the 6A and 5A teams. They start conference play December the – Next week. Or next week. Yeah. Next week. Um, so we'll have that going on. We also want to mention uh, coming out, uh, not this Sunday, but next Sunday will be our prep rally basketball preview section will be coming out. So we'll, we'll have that coming up. We also want to mention some coaching news. Uh, Springdale Harbor coach Chris Wood, who started that program, Ricky, in 2006. He's been the only coach they've ever had. Uh, Won a state championship in 2009. Took him to two other state finals appearances and five state semifinal appearances. He has stepped down as a football coach at Harbor to go into an administrative role within the athletic department. So Springdale Harbor will be having and will be hiring a new football coach um, the search is underway uh, for his replacement, and uh, we're hearing a lot of names and rumors out there, so it'll be interesting to see who they hire at Harbor. You know, and whoever they get, and I hope they have a lot of success, but Chris Wood laid the foundation. Yes, he did. He, no he doubt sure about did. it. No he doubt about it. He came over from Springdale High. Uh, he was good and put, said, man, we're going to give this job where he earned it. And they laid what? What did they go to state champ? Won the state champions their second year, maybe. Uh, third year. Their third year, yeah, third in year. their third year, and he's laid the foundation. Done a great job over there, and I've always enjoyed Chris. He'll sit there and talk to you. You know, after a game, you know they get beat sometime, that he's still there. He knows uh, how to work with us, and we work with them, of course. So good luck to Chris, and good luck to whoever. Uh, Harbor hires next. Well, selfishly, I hate to see him not be the football coach at Harbor because you're like you said, Ricky. Uh, n- nobody's better to talk to. No, and no matter what, win or loss, yeah. uh, Chris Wood's the same guy. Um, and I, I selfishly hate to see them make yeah. a change there because we like our coaches and you know the ones who've been there a long time and and you know we have mutual respect for each other. So yeah. selfishly, I hate it. Yeah. Uh, but. Springdale couldn't ask for a better person to, to work with all of their athletes yes. in all of the schools yep. uh, than Chris Wood. And so Springdale uh, comes out the winner in this one. Rick. Absolutely. They come out the winner. Well, and I, I tell you, you guys, you know, talk about Chris Wood, and he's up there in your neck of the woods. And But I tell you, he's that way with all the media. He answered. Anytime I called him, he answered. I didn't have to leave a message. 
wait for a call back three or four or five hours later. I think he answered the phone every single time I called him through the entire time that he's been at Harbor. And you guys are right on. Great to talk to, spend as much time with us as we needed. And it didn't matter if he won by 20, lost by 20. He was the same kind of guy and was just very, very gracious with his time to us. And you're right. We will miss him. Yeah. And, and just to uh, put a, uh, a point on what Lee is saying, I covered uh, college for 15, 20 years, and now you have to go through a press person, SID person, to try to maybe get an interview with somebody maybe two or three days later. That's why I love about the high school. It's not only Chris, but Chris is right there at the top that will work with us, understand that we're trying to do that, and we're all in it for the kids to give them the recognition they deserve. And so we love our high school coaches. Uh, They're accessible. Uh, They work with us, and Chris was the best at it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, uh, bad for us as far as some Friday night coverage, but good for us in that he'll be involved in Springdale. Uh, athletic administration, and uh, and he will be a benefit to all of the students of the Springdale Public Schools in that row. Absolutely. Yeah. So that will take care of this week's edition of the Prep Rally podcast. We'll back. We'll be back with you next week, and again, we'll talk about uh, the 3A state championship slugfest between Boonville and Charleston. We'll talk about that, and we will recap all the high school basketball tournaments. We'll also give you a little sneak preview of our all NWADG and River Valley teams that are coming out uh, starting here soon. Uh, so we still got a lot to talk about. We'll be back next week, then we'll take a little time off, and we'll come back re-energize. Maybe Ricky will get a haircut, be a little bit better looking when we come back. Henry, we can always well, hope. Won't happen. We're won't saying happen. no hope. Not a chance. Like a, about as hopeless as a three-point shot at the buzzer, and you're trailing by ten. Yeah, about Ooh. as much hope as I have of still getting a growth spurt. It's probably not going to happen. But, hey, there's always a chance, Ricky. Always a chance. So thanks for being with us, and we'll catch you back next week on the Prep Rally Podcast. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.